Hello, and welcome to the Couples Develop podcast. My name is Bridget, and I'm a marriage and family therapy graduate student. I'm here with my boyfriend, Justin, who is a financial planner. We created this podcast to share our thoughts on both relationship and personal development topics, and we are so happy you're joining us today and are committed to having an exceptional life and relationship. So welcome. Hello, everybody. All right, so I think today we will start off this episode talking about the date idea of the week. So, Justin, do you want to take that one? Well, I I sure will, and it was a date that I was not expecting to go the way that it did. Uh, (laughs) We decided this past weekend to hit some golf balls at a park uh, by my house. And all was going well, you know, birds were flying, tweeting, the sun was shining. I Bridget was hitting golf balls better than I was. And that part went great. At the end, we decided to sit on a park bench and uh, decided to just talk. And actually, uh, Bridget and I were doing some role playing. Bridget asked me to pretend to be a potential patient for marriage and family therapist. And we got interrupted by our, I guess, at least my tip of the week is being a guy and how to not find a a girlfriend that (laughs) an older gentleman, while me in his 60s or 70s, approached Bridget and told her she looked like uh, Jackie from that 70s show if she would be brunette, even though Bridget's blonde, and proceeded to talk to her about... uh, bathroom related items so if you're a guy listening to this probably maybe implementing spongebob's advice and doing the exact opposite of whatever (laughs) that guy just did would probably serve you very well throughout your life that is uh oh he was being friendly with both of us but yeah, it was. Um, I I love talking with people with people, but yeah, that was definitely a situation where uh, I did not know how to respond. You know, Bridget, a thought came through my mind is maybe he listened to our podcast last week and used that opportunity to uh, expand his own personal development. Maybe he he wanted to do that to uh, talk about certain weird things with people to expand how nervous he maybe felt. I don't think he really did, but Hey, whatever uh, makes you more confident, right? Maybe he was just trying to be rejection proof and hopefully we helped him on his journey. Well, we did kind of reject them. <laughs> well, we, I think we were, I think we were kind and non-responsive. It's not you. It's it's us. Yeah, it's just us. Just just walk away. Yeah, that was a uh, interesting, an interesting encounter for sure. But the golf ball um, date was a great idea. It was different. It was competitive ish, even though Justin beat me every time. But it was a good time. The only downside was the grass. The grass got hit pretty good. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. On on public property, but. It's okay. We patched it back up. We did. We did. We patched it back up and we tried our best. Yeah. So definitely would recommend anything to get outside these days and enjoy the sun, whatever that looks like. And uh, maybe not talk to people, to your neighbors and your other park goers about bathroom related issues. I don't know. All right. So that, that ties in here maybe for the right or the right reasons. 
relationship survey we wanted to share with you is <clears throat> came across this this gem that 42% of Americans in relationships, according to this survey, have downloaded a dating app since the start of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Uh, a thousand per pay, a, th- a thousand people were surveyed, and um, that's pretty high, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, these were, and so, am I correct in saying that these were really in relationships that were not quarantining with their partner? Correct. Yeah, yes. I mean that's yeah. First of all, that's staggeringly high. Jeez, um, and also yeah, just raises the question of you know it is so challenging especially these days uh to have a non-traditional dating relationship and just like non-traditional dating options and ideas i i mean part of it i mean i wonder how their relationships go for like what was your comment bridget that you know as soon as you try and introduce someone else into your life that you kind of create like a barrier or the the natural connection that you can have with your significant other naturally is weakened wasn't there something along those lines that you yeah I mean yeah there's um like there's a term in therapy called like triangulating like very like therapy is that like the language the the triangle offense in basketball i'm sure i'm sure it's it's very similar if you want to think about it that way <laughs> um but so yeah when i give the explanation you can let me know if that's similar to that or not but yeah i mean basically just like anytime you you know there's like a dyad there's two people a couple and then when you like bring in a third person it naturally creates some complications you know if you don't have you know proper boundaries as far as like you know if it's um if you're a couple and you're like chatting with like a parent or a friend or something like when you're in a couple to still respect that relationship and respect that person you know your your conversation and your topics of conversation change in order to you know share about your life and you know how things are like going in your life in your relationship well, saying those things without dishonoring your partner or like if there is a conflict to address that with your partner not to go like triangulate and like bring it up with someone else um it's kind of like that idea um so yeah I think it I think it gets really sticky when like a third person is involved and there aren't like healthy boundaries as far as like what you talk about and how you address things and things like that well what you describe it makes me throw back to my college days when uh, a number of my friends were in relationships and I wasn't and I was always the third wheel going out to restaurants and dinner and naturally uh, conversations would not be uh, you always feel weird being the third wheel and naturally you know conversations wouldn't be as fluid as maybe if you had a partner where you know two couples got along really well and you just would have a lot different conversations. So I totally understand what you're saying. And also what I just said there doesn't really have any relevance to uh, <laughs> the triangle offense. No. <laughs> so they're not the same thing is basically what we're getting at. I don't know what the triangle offense is. I don't know. Michael Jordan somewhat knows. <laughs> I wish love what? He'd be a good teacher, I'm sure. Um, but no, I mean, I think that, yeah. I mean, that's all basically to say is, 
Um, I, I just think it's so interesting that it's the people who are not quarantining with their partner. Like, I, I mean, I would not hope for it to be the couples who are not quarantining together or the couples who are quarantining to- together. Both would not be good. But I think it just, yeah, like raises the question of how do you keep things interesting and loving and intimate um, with social social distancing? Well, this is like a couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, if someone was going through someone else's phone. And boy, I, I I don't know what partner would have a good enough uh, excuse or rationale for. Uh, hey, honey, what's uh what's this Tinder or Tinder on the on your phone? Yeah. Oh, I still got that old thing. Oh, that get on there. Yeah, I uh I I do think that would uh, raise some questions for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, I think too. I mean, I I read in a different uh, survey and I think that's kind of highlighted in what's being shared here too is just that desire for social connection. Um, And I think it's really interesting that people are looking to find that anywhere anywhere and everywhere they can, including like dating apps. Well, yeah, I mean, in the same survey, six in 10 said they would talk to someone outside their usual type during this time of loneliness. I mean- I'm impressed that all 10 of those people being or a thousand people being interviewed would know what their type is. That is, I mean, do people, that is, that is immediately what came to my mind with that is like, do people still have types? Is that like still a thing? Well, uh, I, I'm sure maybe people maybe have preferences. Yeah. Uh, like obviously Bridget would caught my eye when I saw you as you were uh, someone in your profile that had listed the same values as me, but you're also a, an attractive blonde with blue eyes. And that definitely uh, didn't hurt me approaching you in a, in a respectful way. Well, thank <laughs> not in the way that the gentleman at the park approached yeah, you. Yeah, not, I'm grateful that that was not the way in which you approached me in a very respectful and kind um, way. Speaking of the first time Bridget and I met, she decided to give me a handshake. That was quite the impression. Which you wouldn't have known if I hadn't have disclosed that. So Justin, right away, like, I'm just, I don't know. I haven't dated much. So I didn't know what was, like, appropriate. You know, is the handshake, the you know, the, the first date or meeting or whatever. Um, but Justin right away went in for the hug. And I just quick slipped my hand out of the way and went for the hug and he didn't even know until later I shared that with him and now he makes fun of fun of me for it and speaking of that I imagine handshakes are going to be going out of style here in a post-COVID-19 world imagine that if I mean before if you give a handshake to someone at the sign of respect now if you give someone a handshake you trying to kill me (laughs) it probably will have a different meaning for sure yeah that'll change a lot all right. Speaking of COVID-19, uh, I want to share something here from a psyche standpoint of something I've observed in, you know, with couples develop, the point is to be a better person and a more intelligent person that you can get the results that you want in, in your lives and together as a couple that, you know, when I first started working from home, it was like, oh, you know, how cool is this? You know, I, I don't necessarily have to shave every day. I can, I still always showered. Uh, you don't have to shave every day, still shower every day. 
but you, you can work in sweatpants or, you know, always just be in your comfy clothes. And what I observed was the longer that went on, the less productive I found myself being. Normally, my normal outfit I would wear would be business pants, business shirt, and a tie and clean shaven every day. And these past two weeks, I've gotten back to that. And boy, has that really been a uh, pick me up. So my my observation through this is kind of just like everyone knows I love sweets, donuts, cake, and everything. I, I guess I'll also share I love McDonald's. And tying this in, if you're an avid McDonald's fan, you have the app. And on there, they have a daily deal, which all, all the time growing up, you could always, I always wanted to get the large fry, but my mom would only let me get the small fry. Uh, maybe the one, once out of every uh, quarter, I could go to McDonald's in my life. So when this app came out, they started offering daily large fries and for a dollar. And of course, every day I kept hitting them up. And by weeks or by day seven, those fries did not taste as good as the first fries. And so what I'm getting at is just because something's available to you, that doesn't mean that's the best decision in your life. That if even if McDonald's was giving away free fries, free soda, free food, most likely eating there every day for the rest of your life wouldn't be the best thing. And, and from a psyche standpoint, dressing on your A game every day, in my opinion, I've observed really makes a drastic difference in the, in your overall mood, how you view life and your overall performance. Mm -hmm. Well said. Any comments on that, Bridget? Well said. Um, Yeah, I would just totally echo what you're saying. And I think, you know, for some, I think it just comes down to, to just, in this time, not letting it, you know, still taking care of yourself and still being your best self, whatever that looks like. I mean, you know, like, of course, give yourself, um, you know, just the grace to know that, yeah, this is a really different situation. And, you know, perhaps, you know, some days you are going to be less productive than you had otherwise hoped. Uh, you know, some days you're going to be feeling a mismatch of, you know, weird emotions that you just don't really know what to do with. Um, you know, those things are all definitely going to come. But I think, too, as much as we can control what we can control and to know ourselves and to do the things that do make us our best selves um, is huge. And I think like, like for me, for example, it's um, like working out and getting outside and ex- especially just running or even like walking. Um, I just notice like being inside, especially like working from home. And I also have school from home. I'm spending a lot of time like everyone in front of the computer. And if I'm just, you know, sitting there, you know, for hours and hours on end, just the time can just go by. And, um, you know, sometimes my immediate reaction is like, oh, I need a nap or something, or I need another cup of coffee. Justin knows how much I love coffee. Um, and then, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, you know, you know what, I think maybe getting outside for a little bit will help. And oh my goodness, I'm always amazed at like how much just going on a quick run or a walk or just spending any amount of time outside is just gives me the energy boost I need. So I think that, um, yeah, that all just kind of, kind of, kind of comes down to, in my opinion, you know, what does it look like to take care of yourself during this time and not just use it as an excuse to just, yeah, like lounge around all day or, um, you know, just give in to your every whim or, you know, it, it is, does it help to still sleep in? Does it help to take breaks outside? Does it help to get dressed like you would on a normal work day, like whatever that is for you. Um, just an encouragement to do that. Cause I think it can make so much more difference in our moods than we even realize. Well, yeah. And, and 
you know, I guess in a world that there's so many things outside of our control, the few things that we can control can make such a big difference. And obviously, the thing I'm used to is wearing a shirt and tie. I'm not saying everyone do that, but uh, that's what makes me feel on my A game. So I I, I guess I'd encourage people that whatever makes you feel on your A game, uh, do it. Whatever your normal routine was, or even if you're trying to find it, try something new that makes you feel more confident or uh, productive. And I know it's difficult during a time like this when there's unlimited shows to watch on Netflix or Mm -hmm. uh, there's definitely a lot of stress going on in the world. Uh, But it's amazing how the small things really can just make and change the way that you view the world in, in in a positive way. Yeah, I would, I would totally agree. And I think just um, like, I know like for myself, like in the beginning of this um, quarantine situation, like I just kind of let my whole schedule uh, just kind of go out the window. Um, I still have my normal like work schedule and school schedule, but I'm used to a longer commute for both of those things. And so doing that all from home, that freed up a lot of time in my day. And I just remember, um, spending so much more time with uh, my family and like going to sleep later and waking up a little bit later. And then eventually I'm just in the past, you know, month or so I've definitely just buckled down on, okay, what do I want my schedule to be? And you know, what time do I want to go to bed at, wake up at? And like, that's me. That's just something that I can control where I feel like, okay, I can control my sleep patterns. I can control, you know, how energized I'm going to feel when I wake up the next morning to be the most productive I can be. And so just exactly what Justin's saying that, you know, those things that make you feel on your A game and just make you feel good. Um, just an encouragement to not in like he was saying in the world where we just can control so little to not feel like you're totally powerless to change or control anything because you're not. There are a lot of things that are in your control that you can take advantage of. Yeah. And, you know, I know I, I understand, you know, the the unemployment rate in this country is as drastically is an unfortunate situation and you know there's multiple areas of our lives right there's obviously work there's relationships there's our health that the dressing up or doing something special may not impact one area of your life but it could make a positive impact in another maybe wearing something or uh, saying certain affirmations in the morning could make you a better spouse or significant other to the someone that's mm-hmm. special in their lives I, I don't know but um, there's always, I guess, one area in your life that you can at least do your best to control. And some people, and like myself, uh, first need to experience something that sounds great on the surface, basically having, if, if wearing sweatpants every day is being able to eat dessert for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that's great until you realize that it's not a sustainable way of living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well said. Okay, couple emails. And if anyone has any questions and they want to send those to us, couplesdevelop at gmail.com. Couplesdevelop at gmail.com. Yes. Go ahead, Bridget. Send them on over. Um, all right, so we have two today. Uh, the first one is brief. It is just, should I break up with my fiancé because he is lazy? That is... Short and sweet. Well, not very sweet, but brings up um, a very interesting point. Um, I guess questions just to dig in a little bit deeper on what is lazy. Um, The question that comes up to me, I guess, is 
I don't want to like put words in this person's mouth, but like, I think there's a difference between being lazy, like, or, you know, just not having a lot of motivation for like a season for whatever reason, like you're just a little bit more low energy due to, you know, some difficulties in your life or a particular mood you're in or whatever. And there's also lack of, uh, focus, um, or, or just a a desire to like live out your full potential. And I think those are two different things. What would you say, Justin? I suppose this is a loaded question, right? That, uh, it's like, if someone were to ask you, what car should I buy? Well, are you single? Do you have a family? Mm -hmm. Uh, are you looking for something that can handle terrain? Are you looking for a sports car that, um, and, and looking at that question, should I break up with my fiance because he's lazy? I mean, it's like the peripheral, well, I'll answer your question with a question. <laughs> yeah. Why Why are you together to begin with? What do you like about him? What, why do you think he's lazy? Uh, mm-hmm. is, is your definition of lazy uh, unsustainable or of what hardworking is? I don't know, uh, but I... I think that um, the question's focused on one area in particular, which is laziness, which I'm guessing if, if you are basing it solely on one thing, uh, that's probably not the, the best way to go about it. So probably is a onion that needs to be layered, laid back there that uh, um, only through looking at it holistically will someone actually be able to better understand that. Yeah. Yeah. That's- so the short answer is yes, break up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the long, you know, always not necessarily the favorite answer is the long answer. But yeah, I liked what you said, Justin, about peeling back the onion. I think that like... Actually... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go no, ahead. go ahead. No, mine's a joke. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, well, this will not be funny. So hopefully you can make us laugh after this. Um, I guess, yeah, I think that laziness is kind of a, a, a big word to label someone or something as. And so, you know, I liked your point, Justin, to go back to, okay, well, it says in this question, fiance, so they're engaged, they're preparing to get married. Um, you know, so what led you to do that person in the first place? What's great about your relationship? Have you always seen laziness? When did it come up? What are there certain things the person is lazy with? Like, is it something you two can talk about? Because I think that if it is truly laziness, that's like perpetual, I think that can show up in a lot of other areas of your life, which is something you wouldn't want. Um, But I think, you know, as a fiance, you're totally valid and bringing it up to the person and kind of challenging them and, you know, bringing that to light to say, hey, do you realize that, you know, this is how I see you're living your life recently. And I just want you to be the best version of yourself. Um, are you seeing this? Do you see this discrepancy and like, how, how can I help support you to be the best version of yourself? Do you see any areas in my life that, um, you want to challenge me to be a better version of myself and to just open up that discussion in general? What was your job? Well, there, there is the expert therapist answer. And that is the one that should be, uh, implemented on my, uh, kidding answer is should I break up with my fiance because he's lazy? Well, you can take the backdoor approach that 42% of Americans are doing right now that you can secretly oh. download a dating app, start talking to other people and consider whether or not you meet someone more motivated. And if not, well, then you gotta, <laughs> okay, don't implement that. That's bad. That is bad, bad advice. 
bad. Oh, well, there's always a grain of salt. There's always a, always a secret option number three that no one considers. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's like middle ground between what I, Justin and I just said that'll give you some wisdom. Who knows? And obviously option number three is only called option number three because clearly option number one and two would be better. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, uh, that's true. All right. My girlfriend is 27, lives at home with her parents, and she expects her mom to make her lunch every day before she goes to work. What do you think about this? Um, on the surface, without knowing more about your girlfriend, it, it seems as if uh, she thinks she's still in grade school and likes being... Um, pampered I don't know is that is that like <laughs> I'm thinking for some reason of like the Charmin commercial right now or like the bears dancing and um but I don't know it to me it just seems my guess is if you're 27 I don't know how you uh how you how old you are but everyone wants to be taken seriously for the most part that when they're an adult and they want to be treated as such that to me, this just seems like a very, uh, um, while there's nothing wrong with it on the surface, I think the underlying thing is, um, it's like someone saying, I want to make it on my own. And then they go to their parents and say, Hey, can you pay, uh, for my monthly rent each month? And I'm not going to try to apply for a job or something like that. I guess it's just a catch 22, but I'm not trying to say, yeah, I think I hedge my bets there that I'm just trying to communicate that it's not someone that wants to be taken seriously. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that like, I, I, I liked what you said that just, um, you know, it speaks to, yeah, wanting to um, move on from, you know, just, just the things that we do, you know, it developmentally, it makes sense to, you know, like, in high, you know, from grade school to high school to college, you know, your life looks different. And for each person, of course, that looks totally different, you know, your living situation. Um, and so I would just say that, yeah, if it's um, something that you are stuck in kind of thinking like, oh, this is comfortable, and my mom makes uh, my lunch, and I'm expecting that, um, you know, are there other areas of your life that you're holding back on, you know, that, that are, you're staying there because you're comfortable and you're staying there because you don't think uh, you could move on or it's scary to move on or whatever else. And I liked your point too, Justin, about just, you know, wanting to be taken seriously. And um, if we're not able to move outside of our comfort zones and to take control of our lives and to do some things on our own, um, that's, yeah, like you were saying, a catch 22 and how then are you going to be taken seriously and just kind of, grow as an adult as a person all right i'm gonna play a little devil's advocate here because something what you said made me think of a movie reference uh billy madison (laughs) for anyone who hasn't seen it it's adam sandler is probably like a 30 year old adult and he makes a bet that he could pass like second grade through the end of high school in like two months uh, and if he does, he gets to take over his dad's company. And he's talking with some third graders 
And the third grader says to Billy Madison, wow, cool, Billy. I wish I was in high school. And Billy grabs the kid by his cheeks and is like, no, stay here as long as you can. For the love of God, don't go to high school. Stay a kid for as long as you can. So in a way, Bridget, when you said time to move on, I mean, being a kid's pretty cool if you think about it. I mean, you have really no worries. Really, one of the only biggest worry is how well do you fit into your friend group, which obviously at that time, that is a huge deal of how you rank socially or, you know, Sally just got the new sneakers or Tim's Tim just got Axe body spray, you know, whatever, um, which are big things then. But um, ideally, if you're 27, you're past your childhood prime. It's time to move on. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> all downhill. No, there's good things. But I, I, I would agree. Those are huge things as a kid. And, you know, just stay there as long as you can. Maybe, maybe it isn't so bad. Okay, good. There's still positive things ahead. Was, good. Uh, yeah, okay. Promise. Positive things. All right. Uh, I guess the last thing I'll share here is just a podcast or not a podcast idea. Our own personal development idea. I got the idea from a book I'm reading right now. I think I referenced it on a prior podcast about a, a gentleman who kept a diary. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not very manly. <clears throat> a journal during the the great depression and how as i'm reading it now knowing what a historic event is it's clicked with me you know we are living through history right now with whatever this gets called you know the great lockdown or 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 whatever that i've started keeping a journal uh through this time frame of documenting my thoughts about what i'm seeing uh from just in my own life about what I'm thinking, feeling, because I have a very hard time thinking five years from now, I will not be shocked reading some of the things coming out. Like for instance, you know, one of the thoughts that I have written down was a saying I saw is this is the only time in history that saying or showing someone that you love them is by staying uh, feet apart from them. Like how counterintuitive is that? And so this is history and and my and I've really enjoyed documenting it after reading a documentary or a, a journal from someone through the Great Depression, uh, how neat it is to preserve it and, and something look thinking long term that that if your kids or grandkids will be able to get a first hand account of it and to preserve a younger version of yourself because mm-hmm. uh, we don't know what's going to happen hindsight or history is gonna it's gonna look crystal clear that duh that's what happened but the future is unknown and how cool is it to be able to document as we're going along this along the way yeah yeah awesome exercise yeah that's good um I this isn't really I just uh came up with something this isn't really like a book or a podcast or a show or anything but um, it's from a book. I just finished listening to an audiobook called Love Lives Here by Maria Goff. And um, in it, she was talking about um, with her, her uh, spouse, which, with her husband, um, you know, there are times when she feels like he, um, you know, says the wrong thing or like doesn't show up for her in a way uh, that she would have preferred. And when that happens, she has this like 
picture of him as a little kid and she'll go and she'll go look at that picture to remind herself that, um, you know, that little kid is still inside of that person. And like her, it just kind of brings her back to that. Her husband is her husband. Her husband's intention isn't to hurt her, isn't to, um, you know, not show up for her in a certain way and to just remember that and to just give him the best um, just assumption and that he had the best intentions possible. And then she also has a picture of um, herself where she does the same thing when she feels like she screws up or she feels like um, she doesn't know what to do. She'll take that a look at that picture of her younger self and just think, you know, like, are, are you a person who that younger self would look up to? Um, you know, is this in this decision you have to make? Is there a particular decision you could make that would make that younger person proud? Or just to remind yourself that inside, you know, we're all kind of like with what we were discussing earlier with Billy Madison, we're all that little kid deep down inside. So to always try to be a person our younger selves would be proud of, but to also give ourselves uh, grace when we don't show up in the ways that we would have liked and to our loved ones too. So I thought that was a really cool um, exercise that I hadn't thought of before. So I thought I'd share that. That is great, Bridget. So, so to all the, the, uh, girlfriends and wives and, and single women listening to this, um, always, as Bridget said, give <laughs> the boyfriends and husbands the benefit of the doubt. So if the toilet seat is, uh, up and not down, if the garbage did not get taken out, if the sports has not left ESPN, just remember, we're all that little kid mm-hmm. that's trying to do the best. Yeah. That we and can. just, um, you know, a note to all the girlfriends and wives and uh, partners um, out there, single people that are out there, um, you know, continue to try your best, give your, give your loved ones grace. And to all the boyfriends, husbands, single men out there, put the toilet seat down, please. You gotta, you gotta get out of jail pass yeah. free, guys. Use yeah, it wisely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that is what I have to share. Anything more you'd like to add? No, but I'm uh, Bridget. I always have your best intentions at oh. heart, and I hope you always remember that as 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 I continue oh, to mess no. up. You have a pretty good track record going. I will admit. All right. Well. That's what we had for this week, everyone. And we will see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you back here. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye.